Welcome to the FC 13 Podcast. Today we have a very special guest with me, Michael, of course. Andre and Paul cannot be here today because you know they have lives. But I am more than happy to sit down and talk to a goalie podcaster and a beast on Twitter, Nico Giantsopoulos. And please tell me I said that name right. Yeah, you nailed it. You, right. you, you said it the correct Canadian way. Is there any other way? Uh, I guess Greeks would say Yansopoulos, so they don't say like Giantsopoulos. Okay, but, okay. Uh, we're Canadian. <laughs> All right, so let's start with uh, how's your offseason going? Uh, it's going well. It's long. Uh, it's it's very boring. Uh, this has to be the longest first division off season in the world. Um, so after like two months go by, you're just, I don't know, for me, I'm bored. Once Christmas finishes, all I'm thinking about is the season. So it's been long, but uh, it's good to get back uh, with the boys a little bit now. Yeah, those are such as you see Mexico starting up now. You have Champions League coming soon, the MLS, and we still just have to wait on that back burner. Exactly, but you guys as fans, but us as players as well, we see all of our friends that are playing in the MLS, Europe, all these all these places, and they get to play soccer, and then I'm still at home uh, walking my dog, waiting to get a call uh, that training camp starts. Do you ever consider taking, like, loans for the offseason? Uh, every offseason uh, that I've been in the CPL, that's kind of been my goal. Uh, COVID made that extremely difficult. Uh, mm. The first year probably wasn't established enough to get a good enough move. Uh, and then this offseason would have been my best chance, but uh, basically the whole offseason I was recovering from, uh, you know, kind of a little tweaked ankle. So uh, it, it's in the cards, hopefully next year. Hopefully. I, I, I like when players do that because we have um, – I can't remember I can't remember his name, but I play around in a Halifax who's out on loan in um, Wales right now, I think it is. Uh, Fumpa? Yeah. Yep, for right, Newtown. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, I mean, I love seeing stuff like that. It just shows where the league's going, and that there's definitely eyes on us, right? Um, that was a great opportunity to stay sharp. Exactly, yeah. A um, couple players also training with Huddersfield right now. Like, that's awesome to see. Mm-hmm. Um, you yourself, though, you used to play overseas. You Australia, right? Yep. So, when you were over there, tell us about the difference between Australia and Canada. And when when you were over there, were you keeping an eye on the CPL news? And when the league started, you're like, I got to get over there? Yeah, definitely. When I, so I finished my college career in 2016, or sorry, 2015, December 2015. And then Mm -hmm. my first year in Australia was March 2016 is when it started. Uh, An agent from Canada was the one that sent me over there. And the goal was, he says, yeah, go to Australia for this one year, because next year, you know, 2017, the CPL is going to begin. So I was like, all right, cool. Finished that year, CPL wasn't a thing, so I went back to Australia, and it's like, oh, for sure, after this second year, like, CPL will be a thing. Finished that year, CPL still wasn't a thing. Went back one more year, and then probably, like, you know, three-quarters way of that season, uh, I get word that CPL is going to be a thing, finally. It's not a myth. Uh, and then I got connected out in Calgary, and that's kind of how it all started about. Uh, so when you, you're from Markham, right? Markham. Mark, sorry, my bad. <laughs> no, um, no, no, no. You said it right. Oh, I did. Okay, okay. Um, so you started off at Calvary. Was it when York came to you with an offer? You're like, I got to go there, obviously. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, more or less. I mean, yeah. I was, 
I was a free agent at the end. Of my, I had a two-year contract at Cavs. I ran that out, and at the end of the year, Cavs were really happy with me, and they wanted to to bring me back. Uh, but Marco was also coming back, Marco Carducci. Mm, yeah. uh, we had a great relationship, uh, and basically all I told Tommy was uh, I would just like to see what free agency would, uh, would look like for me and see if there's any offers uh, out there. And legit, after I told Tommy that, it was less than 48 hours that Angus got a hold of me, and uh, we spoke about it. And then, listen, they, they told me they wanted me to be the number one. I'm from the area. It just made sense. Um, I spoke to a couple of other CPL clubs, maybe a couple of clubs outside of the CPL as well, but mm-hmm. uh, it didn't take too much convincing I was going to come home. Yeah, it seems like there's always, like, especially now, there's a lot of talk of players after the offseason moving on, which is great to see, but it's also great to see when the players like David Charnier decides to stay as well, right? And you seem dedicated. I don't think you're going anywhere anytime soon, but, but we'll, get, we'll get more into that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you could ask me a question and I could answer. Um, well, later on, we'll get into more of your stuff, like maybe last season's loan out to Vancouver and all that fun yeah. stuff. But we have a little bit, little bit of a difference feeling to this podcast like i said there's usually three other hosts sometimes at least two but it's very rare it's just one-on-one so uh we decided to reach out to twitter and get some questions and we got a couple that came in and we also have questions from our hosts who also gave me questions to ask you so we're gonna go right into the fan questions and we're gonna let that carry the podcast because i got a lot so i'm gonna have fun with them so Perfect. um <clears throat> the first question comes from juan he's a york fan comes on twitter yep. coach juan Oh, he's familiar. Look at that. There you go. Um, what made you want to do radio? And what was the process like to get involved with TSN? So, yeah, I guess with that question, we could just start with your whole podcast. Tell us about your podcast, the name, where to find it, and how did that get going? You're like CPL's Ben Foster right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, to be honest, it all really got started that uh, second year in the CPL when COVID happened. And me and Sergio Camargo, who was teammates, uh, and he's my best friend out in Calgary, we started doing some like videos, uh, a little bit of skits. I mean, we used to make videos and skits when we were like friends and buddies in like elementary school. And then this whole COVID fiasco happened. We had way too much time on our hands. So we started busting out some skits and uh, it was entertaining for us. It kept us busy. And then I think it connected CPL fans to maybe the characters that me and Sergio are. Um, so from there is kind of when people are like, okay, like media stuff in, in front of the camera, a little bit of a connection. Then when I came to York, uh, basically right off the bat, uh, their media guy, Owen, uh, pitched me an idea of having an all goalkeeper podcast. So that was kind of the first podcast I, I got into. Uh, I learned a lot. Like I became like a podcast host, but I had no idea how to be a podcast host. I didn't really listen to podcasts. But I was talking to goalkeepers. It seemed easy enough. I also had an interview with one of the Bachelor guys, Juan Pablo. Uh, he was uh, he was actually like the Bachelor on you know the the, the famous yeah, the TV show. show. So I spoke to him. So that kind of got my foot in the door. I think with interviewing people, kind of podcast hosting, um, and then it wasn't until last year that uh, a TSN producer uh, reached out to me and basically said, "Hey." Uh, I'm trying to pitch this uh, show idea for TSN. Obviously, the World Cup's coming up. They don't really have a lot of soccer content uh, on their channel. So they asked me if I wanted to be a guest on their pilot episode that they're pitching to the TSN executives. Mm-hmm. And my response to – this is Nick McVicker, who's now my co-host. My response to him was, I'll only be a guest on the pilot when I retire that I have a spot as a host 
on the show. Beauty. And he goes, he goes, screw that. He goes, why don't you be the host now? And why don't we go on this together? And I go, let's do it. Perfect. <laughs> so we got Nick Ledgerwood. I made a call. We got Nick Ledge. He was the guest on our pilot episode. We pitched it to TSN and then they like it. And that's kind of how footy first, uh, was born and we started in March and now we're, uh, we're TSN's number one soccer podcast. That's awesome. That's great to see. People love seeing when players get involved in all different ways. And you got kind of known for that when you were injured as well. You jumped into the crowd with the York fans, didn't you? Like that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, to for see. sure. That was something that uh, me and Owen were talking about. And uh, I was like, listen, like I'm injured. I can't really do anything. Uh, I might as well just go in the stand and just chat to some of the people there. Right. Yeah. So that was kind of the main thing. And before I know it, we're scoring a goal against Edmonton and I'm popping a flare in, in the stands. And uh, listen, I, I heard that they loved it, but uh, it was a blast for me. So it was a cool experience. Uh, it was great to see. Uh, again, it's always great to see when players get involved in all different ways, because especially in the community too, because you, you play there, uh, you're playing for the fans. They, they want to see I'm, you part of it, right? I'm from here. Oh, exactly. Like, I, I, I can't feel any more connected to this club than the way I do. Like, talk about grassroots soccer like i started seven oh, sure. years old playing like rep for csl sure. ysl soccer and now i'm playing for the professional club in york region so full circle so i guess um have you done any collabs with jordan wilson i know he's big on one soccer you guys talk about anything or is there a little bit of a media rivalry there no media rivalry whatsoever no. he's actually come on uh, our tsn show a decent amount he's a great uh he's a great person but he's also mm-hmm. very talented in the media personality. I think now CPL fans are are seeing that. Uh, and now oh. that he's retired, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him uh, popping on uh, a lot more media shows in the future. He's he's the perfect guy for it. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. And was it the TSN show that you uh, leaked Dominic Zatara's transfer? Was that where you did that? Yeah, accidentally. That was on accident? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was 100% on accident. Listen, I spoke to Zats maybe – well, I was at his wedding the week prior. Okay. And we were kind of chit-chatting and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, it's, he's going to be going to Poland. And then you, when you're sometimes on radio, especially myself, I'm not viewing myself as like a journalist. Right. I'm right. just shooting the shit. I'm just talking to my buddy and we're talking soccer. And then it comes out. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Coach Juan, actually, we bring him up here. He's the one – who puts me on blast and makes the tweet that breaking news on footy first, like Dominic Zatorre. Oh, was he the one to break it? Yeah. He, I said it. I didn't like really (laughs) anything. I just spoke it. And then he put it, you know, on a tweet, which kind of makes it (laughs) spread much further than just my voice on radio. And uh, the chaos ensued. Did Poland reach out to you? Be like, dude, what the hell? (laughs) Who? You know what? I did. Some Poland journalists did reach out to me and actually had a couple of interviews uh, with them. Uh, But CPL uh, media people uh, weren't the happiest. No, I I can imagine. But you know what? I unintentionally (laughs) broke that news. I want to get that on the record. Are you familiar with the Marvel movies? They do it all the time. Mm. Accidents happen, I guess. Uh, Next question would go with um rsg from twitter as well what do you think of the team going into next year and um we'll add another question in there from paul another host on the show um especially how do you feel about the team but especially with the back line you'll have a whole new back line you got you got absolutely you got Louis sitar uh wilson's gone ansa's gone and do you, as yourself do you feel like you're more responsible leading that back line with four new guys basically there for you 
Well, I think uh, you got to think that we have Paris G, who came in yeah. the second half of our season. He was our right back, and he's experienced in this league, but I'm familiar with him as well. So he's coming back. So that's a familiar guy that is looking like he's going to be the replacement for Crescenza. Uh, so he's familiar, and we've worked well together. Uh, as well, Taz Murtakoudis, the Australian, Greek-Australian that came in halfway through the season. He's also okay. coming back, and he's a center back. Uh, he's. I'm actually going to be living with him this year, and, and we got a good connection as well. So uh, we'll be leaning on each other definitely to, to lead that back line. But uh, there hasn't been any decision made on uh, Roger Thompson as well. Uh, this is a guy – when healthy, is one of the best center backs uh, in the league. Yeah, so I think we saw last him, year for sure. 100%. And if we are able to get him back and get him healthy and he's able to get a good run of games, uh, we have tons of confidence on him being able to perform. Um, so just those three names alone, I think we're going to have new signings also coming in uh, to add to this defensive depth. But uh, I think that might be a bit of a misconception with York right now that we got to build our entire back line, but that's not necessarily the case. Uh, we have plenty of familiarity, and uh, we did a big rebuild uh, in the middle of last year. So yeah. some of the new pieces that are coming at the beginning of this year, we have some familiarity. So we get one one or two uh, more pieces, and uh, we're looking solid. But as for me, um, I feel comfortable uh, with our back line. And to be honest, I have full trust in our management to, to set a good team in front of me, and uh, we'll get to work when preseason starts, and uh, there's no real stress at this point. That's good. And <clears throat> oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, no, that's good. And uh, it's good that you have the confidence. And like I was saying to you before we started, I'm a big fan of York's moves right now. Um, and then you also have players like Babuli coming into next season as well. Our offense, our offense is next level right now. Oh, I yeah. look at it and I'm just like very dynamic. I, I almost look at you guys. I almost look at these guys as like what Ottawa did last year. Almost you keep a couple pieces, but almost a whole new core. But the ones that you're keeping and some of the ones you're bringing in, it's just some of the best we've seen in the CPL, like La Perriere, or keeping players like DeRosio for another two years. Like that's something special. Yeah. And right we there. and we stole your boy out in Ottawa. We took Brian right now. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and he was clutch for us. He was arguably uh, one of our leading guys last year. When well, he was a pain. He was a pain in our ass. He scored like four goals against us. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> can I swear on it? Like, oh yeah, I swear ass? all you want. You want to drop okay. some big f bombs or go on? Uh, I'll stay away from that. The league might contact me then if I'm just going off on a radio podcast. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. No worries. <clears throat> we like to do it fun here. No pressure. No stress. You know, get away from the the normal interviews. I guess you would say. <laughs> Uh, that's my style. That's I, I get that feeling. Uh, next question comes <laughs> from Thomas Hewitt. Um, what's your relationship with Elias Humans? Um, and were you did you play a role in his uh, when he was injured? Like, did you play a role in uh, helping him recover, be a part of that procedure? Or who's this? Elias Humans. Hemeris, the keeper. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, can I can't read my own writing. Mean. No, no, it's okay. Uh... What was the question? Sorry, I was just trying uh, to... What's your relationship with him like? And did you... Uh, uh, were you a part of his... Like, when he was injured, did you play a part in, like, a, kind of helping him in that sense? When he was injured? Was he not injured? I was injured, and then he jumped in and played. So I think that's probably... Oh, okay, yeah. Question. I read the question wrong. There you go. I gotcha. Look yeah. at you. No problem. No problem. Uh, yeah, no, it's all good. Um, uh, my relationship with him is very good. We got a... First of all, he's a he's a twenty year old Canadian goalkeeper mm-hmm. uh, who it's his last year was his first pro contract, so 
me and him have to have that relationship where, and I kind of have to be a little bit of a mentor. Like he's never asked me, can you be my mentor? But naturally when an older keeper uh, and there's a younger keeper, you know, we can have more conversations, stuff like that. Now there's also that fine line where we are competing against each other and uh, there needs to be that, you know, legit real competition and it can't be super friendly all the time and take them under my wing at times we're just 100 percent battling and we're trying to take that number one spot and i think he fully understands that but off the field we got a really good relationship and uh again i don't want to speak too much on that because i think it's almost a better question for him to answer right mm-hmm. it's easy for the number one to talk about oh we got a good relationship uh, with, <laughs> with my number two goalie but he might be saying, like, I fucking hate Nico, and he's a big right. dick, and I don't learn anything from him. But <laughs> for me, I think we got a good relationship. I enjoy working with him. I think we could push each other to, to be better. Um, but I would love for you guys to get him on the podcast and ask him the same question and see if the, the feelings are mutual. Sounds good. I'll, I'll send that message as soon as we're done. <laughs> um, next question from Fort McCumber, McMurray. Uh, do you have a favorite away day city? Um for a reason other than uh, food uh, or, you know, that type of stuff, fan sport, whatever. Yeah. My, I mean, I will always, <laughs> if you take away fans and everything, I would have to say, I love playing in Calgary. Yeah. Obviously I played there. Yeah. Um, I love Tommy Wielden as a, as a coach. Uh, he's super competitive. So I just, I like competing against people that are very competitive. I know they're going to give everything to them. So uh, we got to go up against each other uh, twice uh, this year. And uh, it was great battles. And those those are some of my, uh, that's my favorite team to play against. That's awesome. Uh, And another question coming from Andre, our other host. Is there anything that's hard about being a goalie that people get wrong? And also, we'll put a second one in there. What's the most annoying thing that defenders do that annoy you? That the fans do? No, the defenders. Defenders do. Yeah. Uh, uh, cause penalties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what was the first part of the question? Sorry. Is there anything that's hard about being a goalie that, that fans get wrong, that they don't understand, I, I guess? I think uh, sometimes – when you're on a really good team and you're not really in the mix and involved with the play a lot. And then you kind of have to, you know, in the 60th minute, you got to face like a, a big shot or something like that. Sometimes you to stay engaged while not actually being engaged in the play is the most difficult part of goalkeeping. That's why they always say, you know, goalkeepers get better as they get older. Cause in my opinion, it's so much about experience and, and kind of staying focused in a game. Uh, and for someone that's just never really played goalkeeper or played, uh, you know, sports at a high level, it's kind of hard to understand that concept. You know, how hard is it to focus? But yeah, yeah. Uh, when there's tons of stuff going on, there, there's people screaming and yelling at you. And basically you have to be perfect in the position of goalkeeping. Um, you have to be 100% focused to, to try to be as perfect as you can be. So that's got to be the most difficult uh, uh, part of goalkeeping that people just might not understand. That's fair. Uh, we're going to take a quick break for ads and we'll be right back to get into some interesting stuff with you and also throw some fun questions at you. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Attention, ladies with a lad or lads with nads. 
lads, it's 2023. It's time to clean up those neck beards and keep the bush stashed away with your dad's old magazine collection from the 70s. We at FC13 are joined the next wave of the shaving revolution and would like to thank today's sponsor for the show, Manscaped, for their excellent quality, performance, pricing, and customer service. How do we know about said service, you ask? Well, after graciously sending us some products to try out and holding the products right here in my hands to talk about, I can now fully say I backed both my boys and my beard with the Perfect Package 4.0 and the new Beard Hedger for beard trimming. Not only will the long-lasting battery life keep you looking clean consistently, but the waterproof technology on Manscaped devices allow for a quick and clean shave anywhere. Personally, I'm a big fan of the skin-safe technology on the lawnmower, really allowing you to get at any nooks and crannies without worry of slicing up sensitive parts or fire crotch from razor burn. With already being an owner of the Lawnmower 2.0 and Manscaped doubling me up, I'll never have to worry about cleaning up my neck and nads again. You won't ever have to worry about any more scrapes and cuts on your... Of course, this opportunity wouldn't be available without our amazing listeners, and you can now support the show and the safety of your skin by using code FC13 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome back. Sitting here with Nico Giantsopoulos, and we're getting into some juicy stuff. We got a couple questions about the next thing. Uh, one from David Kiesman, as well as my brother, Brandon. Wanted to know about your experience in the loan to Vancouver. How did that happen? Um, not so much in a rude way, but why you? And I, I think the way that comes across is Callum Irving is closer in the area. I mean, you totally deserve it. I'm not taking that away from you. It's a great experience. But I think there was a, a couple question marks on, because we knew it was only like a two-game loan. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with how did it happen? Because correct me if I'm wrong, this also happened around this, uh, the Canadian Championship time when you were already out in the area, right? So Correct, yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's start with that. How did it happen? And yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of paint the picture for you. I've told this story a lot, so I'm really good at telling the story. <laughs> uh, we play, uh, we're actually in Victoria for a total of five days because we play them in the league. Yeah. And then uh, two days, or sorry, three days later, we play them in the cup. Yeah. So we play them Friday evening uh, in Victoria that afternoon. So let's just say two o'clock Friday. Um, me and Dominic Zator, we're in the team hotel and we're, we're going to take a, a nap and like legit as Zatz is about to like put his phone away. He goes, Oh, that's crazy. Like white caps have uh, no keeper. Like everyone has a uh, COVID out there and he like kind of throws his phone on my bed and I look at him like, Oh, it's like pretty crazy. I'm like, and I just take my phone and then I text Angus, send him that tweet. And I go, White caps loan, like they need they need a keeper. And then I put my phone down and I go to bed. That's it. Kind of like a ha-ha thing. <laughs> my phone starts ringing and it's Angus. And I go like, hello. And he goes, hey, like this white caps thing like might happen. Uh, just like hypothetically, what jersey would you want? I was like, okay. <laughs> what jersey number would you want? Right. I give him a number. I didn't think care what. Jersey, I would have wore 69 if I got a chance to fucking play for the White Caps. So didn't care. I gave him a jersey number. 
then we go honestly within an hour and a half two hours uh he's basically telling me like listen it's gonna go through uh and we're gonna sort out details but i need you to just like sign this loan contract and focus on our game because it was a big game we're like pacific at the time was in first place so yeah it was yeah. like i was really worried about york it was a cool thing that was happening but the main thing was playing this game on Friday. So anyways, I signed the contract at like 3.30 and we have our team meal and Nashi and our coach kind of know about it, but no one else knows about it on the team. And we didn't really want to tell anyone because we just, again, big game on Friday. Sats new, um, but then we go. So that's kind of how it first came about. Right, right, right. Now, for the people that are confused and it's like, oh, why was it me? I mean, sure, at that point, I might not have had success in the league. But if you look up at that point, I was one of the league's best goalies. Just mm-hmm. if you just look at that season, um, I was in Victoria. And guess what? I was the most eager and I was the most uh, proactive. And they needed a goalie. And uh, my name came first across their desk. And, and that's how I got the, the deal done. So a little that's bit of awesome. luck. Uh, I don't want. Uh, I don't think it's fair for people to say I didn't deserve it because I think I was playing well in the league. Oh, I agree. For and sure. then. I, I go to Vancouver and I come back and then again, it, a bit on the inside. Cause I saw all those comments as well. All those people are saying like, Oh, why does, why him? Why not? You know, yeah. any, you know, whoever else. Uh, but then we go in the cup right after I fly back from a 72 whirlwind adventure with the white caps. And then we end up beating Pacific and I get man of the match uh, in, in that game. So that was kind of my, uh, F you to the people that mm. thought maybe I didn't deserve that uh, that call up. Right, I, I think it's also you have to look at the um, the circumstances too. Like you knew it was only going to be for two games or so. Um, did were you expecting a potential start because they did go with their their uh, their kid keeper who's like what eighteen at the time? They went with him, and I remember I watched the game hoping you'd get in there, and I was I was I was very split because I wanted to see you in there because it'd be great for the CPL. But at the same time, I had to understand Vancouver. Like, they knew you weren't sticking around, and you really got to train these kids, right? You got to give them experience. It was it was a rough game for him, if I remember correctly. It was a rough game for him. Um, did, were you hoping to get in there, or were you expecting to get in there, or did you know the plan going forward? I didn't know the plan. Um, I was willing, and I was very open to it. I was like, listen, whatever capacity you guys want from me, I will do. You guys sign me. I'm going to do whatever job you guys want. It's not up to me to make that decision. I told them I'm 100% prepared to play. And, you know, flying there, I was telling the GM and stuff, like, you need me to play? I'm ready. There's no stress and all that. But uh, they told me I wasn't going to play, and that was the decision. And, and right. that's the way it was. I'm a professional player. You just got to do your job, and you don't make those decisions. And uh, that's how it was. And I did my 36-hour <laughs> job with Vancouver Whitecaps, and then I – Went right back to business with York, and and that was my mentality. Did I want to play? Yeah, sure. Uh, was I hoping I was going to play? Uh, yeah, sure. But uh, that soccer, that's, it's not yeah. how it went. And uh, I felt like I did my best job at uh, being a number two for Whitecaps uh, on that day. Were you part of training sessions then? Uh, no, I, I missed the only uh, pregame session. I flew. Our game was Friday with York. I flew Saturday afternoon. It was a long travel. I got into Charlotte at midnight, Saturday at midnight, and then the oh, game wow. was Sunday afternoon. Oh, so wow. I got to the team hotel, went to bed. I basically had a breakfast with them, pre-match meal, went to the game. After the game, I hopped on a flight that night and flew back to York. So that so, was my time with Whitecaps. 
I think you kind of answered my next question. I was about to say, did you see this almost as a trial? But I guess not if you weren't able to partake in anything like that, eh? Uh, yeah, that, that's the thing. I felt like if I got a chance to be a goalie uh, in any capacity, even training, I felt like it would have been an opportunity that I could have shown whatever level uh, I am at. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, I guess that the way it panned out, it wasn't really a trial. But, again, I was just doing my job, and and that's that's what it was. That's awesome. Um, and, but you've played Vancouver now. You Last year, you were in Vancouver for the Canadian Championship. Um, what do you think the biggest difference between the CPL and MLS is? Money? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. You know, well, that's a good answer, yeah. That's that's what the difference is. I mm-hmm. mean, I think I even said it on an interview, like when I came back from Whitecaps, like, oh, what's the difference? And I was like, oh, you just tell they're rolling on a bigger budget. They had more <laughs> staff there. The food was better. They had two buses instead of one. Uh, and the guys were making the guys were making more money. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the big. And with that comes better players, better talent. They're probably physically better because you know all the X factors that I just said mm-hmm. there. Uh, that's the difference. But I think it all comes from what soccer is, the, the business of it. Oh, and they're just further along uh, than uh, where CPL is. The skill when it comes to skill, though, you you think you guys are pretty close to them. Um, I, I, it's, it's, uh, it, it'd almost be ignorant to say yes. So I'm, I'm going to say no. I think there's players that could play in the CPL and can also play in the MLS. Oh, when wow. you're just talking about the overall team, like you got to assume that an MLS team over a course of a 28 game CPL season will do significantly better than a CPL roster will do in a, a 28 mm-hmm. game season. That's fair. Um, Oh, yeah, that's fair. And do you think with spots like Champions League coming up, that would attract more players? Or do you think that's going to take some time? To CPL? Yeah. 100%. I think uh, whichever team qualifies for those Champions League spots going into next year, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a huge recruiting tool uh, for those clubs to get bigger players in and maybe push them over the line if they're a bit undecided whether they want to come to Canada or not. So. Um, I know a lot of the players in the league now, that's what we're thinking about is those Champions League spots that are on the line. And it's just that little bit, you know, much more that uh, we're playing for besides just a trophy and a little bit of uh, cash money. Oh, I 100% agree. I think I think the fans are excited to see it happen as well. Um, and, and it also sucks that we lost CONCACAF League this year too, right? So, Champions CONCACAF League. Is- league CONCACAF League was sick because we could actually, CPL clubs were going in there and like, like winning. Exactly. You know, Champions League is going to be a, a higher level now. I'm not saying we can't do it, but it's going to be a much yep. bigger competition. So the CPL teams are gaining way more games mm-hmm. in the CONCACAF League and in that CONCACAF system. And in Champions League, though, uh, it's going to be table-based. So I guess if you're lucky enough to get a team from Costa Rica and Jamaica in there, maybe you can pull through groups. Uh, but Liga MX and MLS is going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough battle. We know that. Um, yeah. And I agree with you. CONCACAF League was fun because, and you see, you even see in the Champions League now with the MLS teams going up against Mexico, you don't always expect MLS to win. I mean, I know they won it last year. But that was the first time in, what, 20 odd years and the first time in modern history of the Champions League. So, CONCACAF <clears throat> uh, League that was fun for the CPL because you're right. We could have won that trophy at any given day. Like, you look at the year that Forge lost. They lost on, what was it, away goals? Because they drew both games when they got knocked out two years ago. 
So yeah, it was something like that. And I think that 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 run that Forge went on really helped legitimize, I think, CPL in the CONCACAF region. Because I think going into that tournament, people thought that, you know, El Salvador teams were going to run over, like, the CPL champions. Mm -hmm. And then Forge comes in and and really, you know, put the work on it and some of these CONCACAF teams, and it just really legitimized the league. It it was huge at that moment. I I 100% agree. Uh, We have another question that comes from our host, Andre. Is there any hidden gems on York that we might not know about? Player-wise? Yeah, I think that's what he meant. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, hidden gems. I mean, everyone on York is pretty um, out. As for new signings this year, and, and I've just gotten an early taste of uh, of guys, uh, look out for <laughs> – I don't even know how to say his first and last name, but we call him Marky. He's uh he was the League One Ontario uh, Young Player of the Year and now yes, yes. him. He's a local guy. We've been training with him now. Um, he's a good technical player. He reminds me of like a bit of a, a Noah Verhoeven, as in his technical ability. Mm-hmm. And he's not left footed, but uh, he's been impressing me these these early uh, weeks at camp. So uh, right now, that's kind of uh, someone that I would tell CPL fans to keep a lookout for. It's good to know. Good to know. Uh, I like to do my scouting of all you guys. So now there you go. I play football manager. I need to know who to go get, you know? Yeah. Get Babouli. Get Babouli? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've used up a lot of money. I don't know if I can afford him right now. No. Okay, I, I get did, me. I think I'm a lot cheaper. I uh, I decided to take on Halifax and because uh, I'm playing with my brother and we're both Ottawa fans. So, like, okay, we can't be Ottawa. So we have to choose someone else. So I was like, okay, I'll be Halifax. And he actually took you guys. He took York. And uh, – I went in there and spent too much money, and I'm, I'm I screwed myself so hard. <laughs> oh, perfect. Do, do you pay for the I don't, but uh, yeah. I know how it works. So. Salary <laughs> cap league, though, we can't be spending too much money. You know, I don't think you have an impact in the game. Right. <laughs> I basically went out there cutting everyone, and they're like, "You can't do that because then you're screwing with chemistry." I'm like, "Oh, well." <laughs> Who's the biggest player on your team then? Most expensive. Most expensive. Uh, who the hell was it? I think I paid. 150k for Michael Pachasso. Oh, what a stud. <laughs> I uh, love that guy. Clip, clip this and, and send that to him. That'll put a smile on his face. Will do, will do. I, I'm a big fan of Michael. And uh, when, uh, <clears throat> when the CPL started, I got super excited to see players like him and Fraser Eric come over to the CPL. I was yeah. like, this is awesome. This is what we need. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's going to wrap up the serious part. We're going to get into more fun stuff now. This is what we do on the show. We like to have fun. Usually we play a game, but I'm not playing a game just with you. It's a little, it's a little weird. <laughs> I could, I could test the CPL trivia if you like, but we'll go more fun. Um, Please. First question comes from Namu. Uh, how do you cool off after slaying all those, uh, laying out all those, oh my Lord, I am so sorry. How do you cool off after laying out all those burns on your teammates on the Twitterverse? Yeah, how do I cool off? Right now, you go walk my dog. It's that fucking cold outside that uh, that's the quickest way to cool off in Canada right now. Oh, that's true, eh? You getting the snow right now? Uh, No, we got no snow, but it's just that, like, cold, wet slush that we get here in Ontario. What's the dog you have? What's that? I got a boxer... Boxer Bulldog. Uh, it's known as the Valley Bulldog. Um, his name is Howie. Sounds awesome. I like that. Howie? After Howie Mandel? Howie. Oh, Howie. Yeah, Howie. Did... No, no, Howie. Howie Mandel. Oh, Howie. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Um, this question comes from uh, Brian Campbell on Twitter. Can you rap or freestyle? And if so, can you give me a bit of a sample? <laughs> uh, I can't, but my Ajax team that I used to put my youth team growing up, we had some of the best youth soccer freestyle rappers uh, in the game. I'm going to give them shout outs. You got Keyshawn. Uh, you got Jordan Dover, who actually played a couple of years pro as well. Jay Chapman would sometimes come in with some bars out there. Jay Chapman? Uh, Jay Chapman, yeah, as well. So, uh, I never jumped in the mix. I was a bit too rhythmically challenged, I would say. We'll go with that. But uh, I really enjoy freestyle rap. And uh, those were some of the, yeah. the funnier moments uh, from my youth career. I got to get, get Jay Chapman on. He's another guy I want to see. I, I will put money on it. He's in the CPL in the next year or two. <coughs> Who knows? He pops off now that he's at Colorado Springs. He'll probably be back in MLS. That guy's a hell of a player. He is. He is. Do you want, do you want to drop any spoilers on here as well? Uh, with uh, where he's going? No, with anyone. You want to drop any spoilers? No, I've gotten my slap on the wrist already <laughs> once. I think uh, next time will be a bit harder of a hit. Uh, no worries. No worries. Um, do you play any video games? I know you said no vocal manager, but are you a fan of FIFA or anything? Uh, it's funny you say that. I've been on Facebook Marketplace lowballing kids for probably the last three weeks to, to get a PS4 because I have this vision in my head that during preseason, I'm going to just relax, recover and just play NBA 2K uh, in my room. So if someone's going to accept my $200 offer on Facebook Marketplace for a PlayStation 4 with a controller, uh, by all means, someone accept my bid. I have about five or six offers out there, and they ask me what I'm offering. I say $200, and no one's accepted it. So hopefully one of these days. uh, Before (laughs) preseason Feb 6 starts, I have a PlayStation. Is basketball kind of like your second sport? (laughs) Uh, to to watch basketball is probably my favorite sport to watch. If I'm okay, one hundred percent honest. Um, but NBA Two K has this like story mode where you get drafted and there's yeah. all this like storyline to it. So it's just fun for me. Oh, that's cool enough. Uh, are you a fan of pineapple on your pizza? Yeah, I like Hawaiian pizza. I got oh, you do some sweet. Okay. Yep. All right, that might change my decision on bringing you back or not. But you yeah, know. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Um, if you were to open up a CPL club anywhere, where would it be and what would you name them? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, can I say, like, can I move York to Markham? Yeah, go on. Go on. Yeah, move move uh, York to Markham and uh, the Markham Giants. Markham Giants owner, right? founder, Nico Giantsopolis. Uh, I feel like that oh, I like would be that. Uh, wicked. Yeah. Have you pitched that idea to the uh, owners? No, no, I don't think they would like me pitch repitching idea that they think is a good idea, right? Because they got the new stadium coming, it's kind of like too late, I guess. Yeah, it's what Markham Giants uh, died in uh, 2019, probably with the uh, new stadium coming. Um, it's almost like um, a build it and they will come idea. Do you think they'll come once the stadium is built? Who the, the fans? fans? Yeah, you'd have to think. Um, but I'm I'm hopeful that more fans are going to come uh, this year. I mean, the thing with York, and I'm from this area. I know soccer very well in this area. Mm-hmm. No one likes losers in this area. As soon as you're, yeah. you know, you're not a winning team, no one really cares. Yeah. I bet you if we start winning and we're in first place and we're making some noise, significant difference in the fan base here at York. And, and it's up to the players and, and us and the staff and, you know, the, the management to – 
create a winning team and then hopefully the fans come. If they don't, then that's a different conversation we could have. But uh, let's have a winning team first here at York and then see if the fans come. Because I truly believe if, if we're good and, and we're making some noise, similar to like Ottawa was this year, yeah. that uh, way more fans will be, will be filling the stands. I definitely agree with you. And when it comes to the CPL, um, not just the CPL, though, I think uh, sports in Canada, it's a winning mentality. Other, if you're not the Leafs and you, you're losing, you're not going to get uh, asses in the seats. Um, Look at TFC. Before they got the fans, the, the Italians, sorry, uh, yeah. halfway through the season this year, they had like no one in the stands. And yeah. TFC is way bigger than York United right now. So yeah, exactly. They were losing. They couldn't get fans. So let's, let's start winning. We're not going to sign Jovinko, so we got to win, <laughs> and then maybe we can get fans. You heard it here first. But but you let me before it sounds like I'm bagging on the York fans. The fans that are there, they're the guys that need all the credit. Like yeah. it's not easy for them. Like they're there consistently. It may not be you know eight thousand people, but yeah. the people that are there, the the connection that we have with them is is probably closer than other clubs might have with their fans because there's so many more, right? We're able yeah. to have that intimate thing, and we appreciate that it might not be the rowdiest section and the most fun for them, but mm-hmm. it proves how serious they are about the York and how much they actually care. So yeah. I think a lot of credit has to be given to our fans, uh, just even though they don't have the biggest numbers. No, I agree. I 100% agree. And I think you guys are a very attractive team. For some reason, the, two, the past two off-seasons, you guys have just been – Firing at all cylinders, pinning in big people. Um, and the one thing for sure is you guys do better than Edmonton. So <laughs> <laughs> we exist. Yes, yes, exactly. And unfortunately, what was the um, your feeling? Like, did you guys know Edmonton was going under, or were you, was there hope that they'd stick around from a player's point of view? Yeah, I mean, t- to be honest, I didn't know. I was slight, maybe had a little bit more no because I was like, in that media world. So I was talking yeah. to more media people that were just maybe a, a bit more in the know. It was looking bleak. I was really hoping like a, an ownership group could come in and really revitalize that club, that city. Cause I liked playing in Edmonton. And to be honest, some decent like banter moments that I have with like fans and in games were at games that I played in Edmonton. So I was hoping they, they stuck around. Um, but I think CPL commissioner, uh, even alluded to it that it's not necessarily goodbye. It, it might be a see you later. So hopefully um, in the near future, they could come back because yeah, I think crossed. the city of Edmonton deserves, deserves a football club. I mean, they were there before CPL was a thing. They were oh, putting exactly. professional soccer in Canada. So that's a, that's a city that deserves professional soccer in some capacity. Yeah. It sucked to see them go under. Uh, they were the, one of the oldest teams in Canada, uh, it, it just sucked, you know, like you, it was almost history thrown right out, taken away from us. And just because it just wasn't dealt with. Right. Because I think you look at the Canada games that's held in Edmonton. It, it can be a soccer city. It can be. And just how do what you do get you, it there? What do you think on the decision as from a fan's perspective of Edmonton not existing anymore? It sucks because as a fan, we want to see the league grow and get more recognition. Um, I think a lot of the time, if, you're, if it's a league with uh, – less teams you kind of look down on like oh you only have eight teams like what, what kind of league is that you know so when we thought we were getting nine teams that's exciting and then we know there's more in the works and then when you see Edmonton go under especially early on 
you're thinking, great, now people are going to think this league's it's not going to work out. That's one team gone. Who's next? Um, I think mm-hmm. you you get into all these ideas, but I, something I like to point out to anyone who maybe not uh, not familiar with the CPL or anything, I'd be like, look at any professional sports league in North America. Go find me their founding fathers and who's still around. If they're not, mm-hmm. if they're still around in some capacity, there's a good chance some of them move cities. Most leagues have to lose a leg to gain a leg. We see it every time in any professional sports league in North America. Unfortunately, Edmonton had to be the one that we had to lose. But like you said, hopefully they come back. Look at MLS. MLS had to get rid of a Miami Mutiny or Tampa Bay Mutiny, and now they have a team back in Miami now. Sometimes mm-hmm. the things have to uh, fail for things to work, and that's the way I'm seeing it. I'm just hoping we get a team back sooner than later. I hope we get more expansions coming in sooner than later. And I, I do have trust in this. I don't think it's going anywhere soon. Like you look at when the Ottawa Fury was playing in the NASL. Uh, I think a lot of even Ottawa fans are thinking this isn't going to last. Teams are coming in and out every year. Um, like I remember when I got into Ottawa, I was like five years most. I think we got six years out of the Fury. And it, it mm-hmm. was, I think it was uh, it was predictable. But in the CPL, the stability, there's there's ownership, there's there's a uh, there's someone who's taking charge and you feel it and you see it every day, I feel. Mm-hmm. Something that has to be said as well is appreciate that the CPL wants to keep standards at a certain level as well. And if Edmonton wasn't meeting those standards, that mm-hmm. they had to do the tough decision to you know, cease to exist yeah. for right now. And I can appreciate that as well, being a player, because we don't want just any club being a part of this league. We want clubs that are holding a certain standard of, of everything across the board. And uh, again, yeah. double-edged sword, is, there's pros and cons to it. But uh, again, hopefully it's not goodbye. It's uh, more of a see you later. 100%, 100 um, <clears throat> And uh, one more thing about that as well. I have so much respect for the CPL trying so hard to keep them afloat. Because we all knew that last year was CPL trying to get something going for them. And the fact that the league was so committed to the team when they were struggling, so much respect for, so much respect. Um, that has to be stated. That's a very good point. Yeah. Um, so would you be a fan or not a fan of, C- of CPL getting VAR? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be cool. With that. I don't like VAR, but uh, if you look at global football and all the leagues that are, again, it just brings legitimacy to the league. I don't okay. agree with VAR, but that technology and that's the way the modern game is moving. I want CPL to be as close to the Champions League level as it can be. And if they have VAR, then CPL should have VAR as well. So I'm I'm in favor of that only for mainly the legitimacy that I right. think it brings to the league. And if they're able much. to afford all that camera equipment and all that, <laughs> I mean, there's I mean there's money coming into this league. Yeah. And I'm about that. That's a good. That's a good outlook. I don't think most people would think of it like that. I think most people would be like, "No, I hate it. Get rid of it." Or it does good for the game. I think majority don't like uh, VAR though. I think that's. I don't think it's good for the game. No, I, I agree. I'm 100 agree. I agree. I think you take the responsibility away from the refs, and that's where you you take away the flow of the ref. Because I can't remember what game it was. It was early this year though, and a ref made a call not to call a foul, like way in the other end of the half, and they brought mm-hmm. the ball up and scored, and they look at the. VAR, they've called the call, but I'm like, if the ref's not going to call that as a foul, let him call the game the way he wants. Why are you taking that back? 
I, I think VAR should be used for two things, penalties and offsides. That's it. What about like crossing the line? Like when the ball goes in? That's more like ball line technology though. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. I'm kind of, I'm putting that all in. I bet you in the next three years, CPL has goal line technology. Yeah. That's your, that's your prediction. That's my prediction. All right. That's good to hear. I like that. Um, other than yourself, who has the best mustache in the league? <laughs> uh, who are some guys uh, that have mustaches? Marco, when I think when we, when we played Marco, Marco had a mustache. Uh, one of the games. So it was like mustache against mustache, and I've never known him to have a mustache. That's the only guy right now that I'm thinking of that has a mustache in the league. So I'll give it to Ducci. Yeah, yeah. I think I think uh I think Ali Bass is your grill one. Oh red one. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, that'd be oh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> that'd be crazy. If he if he had the season that he had last year while having yeah. a solid red mustache, holy cow, that guy would have been everywhere. I think he'd be that, getting, that a marketer's like dream. It would have been exactly like, surely. So his agents got me talking to him like, "Look, you want to get bigger moves? You, you, you can't grow the mustache." But to be for fair, Lee Max is pretty massive. Good for him. <laughs> that yeah, trial, yeah. yeah. Um, I think this is my last question, and it's one I I'd love to hear. What is the best chirp someone's ever given you? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is actually a funny story. So it, it didn't happen in uh, CPL, unfortunately. And I got plenty, so I could go through a number of chirps. But the funniest story that I have goes back to Australia. And my college roommate, Iski Van Dorn, I'll give him a shout out. Uh, you know, we grew we we four years together in college. So we're basically like very close friends, you know, my next best friend. Um, and you know, we were joking always. And the biggest like digs when we would, you know, get into each other of you know, chirp my legs and oh, you got, you got chicken legs and, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Right. So anyways, fast forward three years later, I'm playing in Australia and he's actually playing now in the same league as me, but on opposing teams, he is, not playing in this game for for whatever reason i think he's injured but he's doing the same thing similar i was he's in his fans section <laughs> behind my goal so he tells them to start chirping me about my legs so they're all yelling like every single time i have a goal kick like uh oh, chicken legs chicken legs chicken legs and it was just like really like made me laugh and it probably threw me off a little bit only because it brought me back like and yeah, he yeah. tells them these like inside stories and stuff like that and they're having a go at that so it's not an overly creative diss um but that's the one that always sticks out into mind another one bringing it to to cpl would have to be um the, my first year at york um we traveled to uh, calgary and I, and I was on the bench and obviously at my time at calgary i I was majority uh, on the bench yeah. as well at my time there. And uh, <laughs> I get a tweet uh, the next day or, or after that game. And they're like, hey, Nico, talk about on the podcast, which bench is better, like the home <laughs> bench or the away bench. So that was pretty funny. I think I retweeted that at the end of the season as well and said this was my personal. Yeah. What's that? No, it has, to be, uh, no. it has to be the home bench. You would think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but why would they make the away bench comfortable? Makes no sense. 
it makes no sense. I mean, <laughs> essentially they're they're the exact same, but uh, uh, yeah, those were some of the best uh, chirps. But yeah, we we really get it. Uh, in Edmonton, they they knew my sister's names. They knew like my mom's names. I've heard my girlfriend's name uh, mentioned uh, a couple times. Oh wow! Um, yeah, with social media these days, they could uh, find it's easy. stuff. But listen, I like it. it. It's no fun if everyone's being nice to me. So yeah. you know, Halifax—they're they're probably the closest to us. Ottawa, you know, you guys, you know, give it to me a little bit, but I don't know. It hasn't been all that ruthless. So all right, uh, I'm wearing your name put now. A cha- yeah, I'm going to put a challenge out there for, for this year for people to be, you know, a bit tougher uh, on these chirps because, I mean, I got thick skin, but uh, I think you talk to most keepers in the league and uh, it's not – it hasn't been all that tough. Okay, okay. Um, I, 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 if I get to an Ottawa York game this year, because like I told you, uh, I'm in Quebec, but I do make the trip up to Ottawa every now and then, especially to see some games. So I, and I go to the supporters section, so I'll be front line right where that goalie is. I, I – if you land a goal in front of me, you want to hear it. I'm just going to send it the whole yelling your name. Well, <laughs> when we beat you guys in the in the can champ and all that, uh, uh, you guys were pretty quiet then. So, yeah, hopefully you guys. Yeah, that's because I wasn't there. Yeah, you, know, the you know why I missed guy, that game? The guy with the megaphone was pretty loud. Uh, you know why I missed that game? And I'm, I'm almost shameful to say this. It was the Leafs playoffs. And I thought, you know what? <sighs> I, sorry to miss that one. I'm a Leaf fan as well. Yeah, me too, <laughs> but you knew they weren't getting out of that. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was it was definitely a it was definitely a, a hard decision. I'm, th- I'm saying I think I don't know, but I, I think I went with the hockey at the end of the day because playoffs is playoffs. I, I know it was the Canadian Championship, but you guys went on pens and that just pisses me off even more. So either way, I don't, I don't think I left that night happy. So no. you guys, uh, speaking about that Canadian Champion game, I'm I go on Twitter. Every now and then, I I still see my name getting tagged on some thread about how I came off my line uh, in the penalty shootout. Do you have any uh, Do you have any knowledge as to what the Ottawa fans are always talking about regarding? No, that? actually, I, I don't. I don't remember. I think honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we, we got a couple we got a couple fans in Ottawa who really hate York. I think you, if you know <laughs> Ottawa Twitter, you probably know who I'm talking about, and. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't remember that, but I remember just saying they're watching the pens. Just, I hate pens to begin with. I hate them. So, I mean, I'm also English, so pens in my history is just not a good thing. Especially uh, this year. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't like them. They are what they are. I can't move on from them. Um, you want to know my, my best chirp that I gave a goalie? I was in a Please? Ottawa Fury against Tampa Bay Rowdies. Um, Joe Cole was the manager of the game. But at the time, the sports section was right behind the net. So we're literally like, I could like literally almost reach out and touch the goalie if I wanted to. Um, so I'm standing there in the crowd. I can't remember who it was. I can't remember his name. I'm just like, hey, hey, do you have any nudes of your girlfriend? And he's like, obviously signing. I'm like, do you want some? <laughs> I was hoping to get a good reaction out of him. I hope he, I hope he remembers that. See, that's a bit like X-rated, a bit like off the cusp. But I would like that. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm getting like, you suck. Okay, so you want creativity? That's what you want. I want, yeah. I want, I want, yo. Like, I won't take anything personally. Like, try it for ninety minutes. Now, if you continue it once the final whistle goes, then I'll have some issues. But in the ninety minutes, say whatever you want. Nothing, you know. 
everyone has a threshold that uh, we society shouldn't cross, yeah. but everything under that, have a go. There's a mutual and agreement keepers, of lines you don't cross. <laughs> of course, and I think that, that needs to be stated, obviously, but other than that, have a go. I'll give you permission to say within reason whatever you want towards me. I'll and probably if you, you, you'll see me smirking, and if you see me smirking, just know I heard it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to literally sit here on this notebook now, just write down shit for you for whenever Please. I'm in Ottawa. Maybe I'll make a trip to York this year. Who knows? Well, you guys came to York last year. And <clears throat> they did, yeah. I put shellacking on us. Yeah, I so, wasn't there, though. I, I was in Newfoundland, so I wasn't, I wasn't able to make that trip, unfortunately. I wanted to so bad, especially that we won. So. Yeah, it was nice. It worked out for you guys. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to end it here. Um, do you want to uh, give this time to say what your socials are, your podcast, your TSN radio stuff? And Yeah, my, my socials, uh, Nico Giantsopoulos, Nicolaos, uh, Giants is where you can find me. I'm on Twitter, all, all that. But uh, definitely, if, if, uh, if you want to listen, I think this podcast is great because it's hosted by, you know, fans of the game and it, it's a it's a cool concept. I think what our show is trying to do it's a it's a player myself, and so I'm giving a player's perspective of the game. But Nick McVicker, the host, is is very much a fan, similar to you guys. Uh, so it's it's like a fan and a player talking about Canadian soccer. And uh, the show is called Footy First, TSN 10:50 uh, every Saturdays at 10 a.m. But we podcast all of our shows on Apple Music, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, so uh, give it a listen if, if you want to. Uh, it's uh, the Footy First Show. And we're also on Twitter, on Instagram, posting all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's all the shout-outs. All good. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, everyone who's listening to this, if you're not already following us on Twitter, go ahead and do that. And next time, your questions may be read on the podcast. I want to thank you, everyone who did submit questions. And everyone have a great week. The CPL season is getting closer and closer by the day. And again, thank you so much, Nico. Uh, best of luck in the season. Best of luck on your radio. And hopefully, I'd like to have you back on. You're, you're a lot of fun here. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, listen, if you if you enjoyed uh, my time, uh, maybe in the middle of this season, or if I do something, if I do anything, then uh, you can have me back on. We can talk uh, about it. I'm watching York to fucking find Neil then. <laughs> Please. I, I just squirt yourself in the face with water. I'm like, why'd you do that, buddy? Come on. What's, listen, what's water? anything. Find anything. I'll analyze everything you do. <laughs> Please. More All eyes right. on me. <laughs> All right. You have a good one. Thank you so much. You too, pal. Take it easy.